How's it going, everybody? Adrian here, and welcome back to the Gaming Observer for Wednesday, June the 9th. How you doing? I hope you're doing well. Folks, we have got some video games to talk about today, and the first thing to cover is a new game release. Let's take a look. So what is the game? It is Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. It is a PlayStation 5 exclusive, releasing on Friday, June 11th. It's the first Ratchet and Clank since the 2016 reboot of the first game, and it continues the story from Ratchet and Clank into the Nexus from 2013. So reviewers got their hands on it, and I will say it has been received extraordinarily well. Most reviewers are saying that this is a true example of what a next-generation game, or I guess current-generation game, uh, would look like. Extremely good graphics and frame rates and interesting things happening on the screen. It also apparently makes good use of the DualSense controller, which apparently has a bunch of fun features on there. And besides graphical fidelity, I mean, people have just tremendously good things to say about the game itself. They say the story is feel-good and something almost right out of a Pixar movie. A lot of the reviewers who were fans of the original games that said it brought them right back to that, so it's a good continuation. They were a fan of the new character that they added. It's a female version of Ratchet. Her name is Rivet. Movement is fluid. Combat is fun. If you've never seen Ratchet & Clank, it's like the combination of a 3D platformer and a third-person shooter. They brought back all of the very wacky and fun weapons that you can use, which they have nothing but good things to say about. And, I mean, seriously, I had trouble finding some actual serious negatives of this game. They love the pacing, they love the audio, like... You know, the, the worst thing that I could find here is that they had some minor gripes with some parts of the story, and sometimes the puzzles dragged on a little too long. Otherwise, if you are one of the lucky people who happens to have a PlayStation 5, it seems like a very, very strong recommendation. And in the words of Polygon, quote, Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart works on multiple levels. It's an extremely impressive piece of software designed to show off what Sony's latest console can do. But more importantly, it is a great entry in a nearly two-decade-old franchise, offering fans more wacky weapons, clever writing, and fresh biomes to explore. Rift Apart is an easy recommendation for any player lucky enough to get their hands on a PS5, for fans who can't get enough of Insomniac's heroic Lombax and his charming robot friend, and for players who want to meet a brave new Lombax and go on an adventure with her too. End quote. So there you go. If you had your eyes on it, looks like it's worth it. Okay, this is a game with a very different tone, but we just had the release of Chivalry 2. This is, of course, a sequel to Chivalry, which came out in 2012, and it is multiplayer medieval melee combat. I remember the first game was very popular, and then the studio tried to make a game around, like, magic and wizards, and it just totally didn't work out, so they went back to the well. Uh, it seems like people are saying good things about it, though it did just come out, but if that sounds like your type of game... Uh, you can check this out, or there's also a game that came out in 2019 called Mordhau. Very similar concept, I wonder how it's going to stack up. The game is $40 on the Epic Game Store, it's also on Xbox and PlayStation. Feel free to check it out. Okay, I want to tell you about a brand new console that is coming out, and it's almost like an indie console, in the same way that you would have an indie game, and it's called The Playdate. Now, if you've never seen this, it's really cute, it's really reminiscent of, like, a Game Boy, it's yellow, very simple buttons. It's got a small two and a half inch screen, like the Game Boy, but it has a much better pixel density. And then it has a unique feature of having like a crank on the side, which some games will make use of and some games won't. 
Now, the interesting about the play date, it's not like you can just port any game to it. It has to have games specifically made for it. And so the plan is that once you have the play date in your hands, you will be able to download two new games a week via Wi-Fi as part of what they call Season 1. And there will be 24 games available to you as part of Season 1. And they actually have quite a few prominent indie developers making stuff for this console. They have the creator of Katamari Damacy, as well as Lucas Pope. He did Return of the Oberdin, Papers, Please. Anyway, it's a super interesting project. If you're interested in checking that out, uh, pre-orders are going to be opening in July at $180, and they're starting with an initial order of 20,000 units, which they hope is going to cover early demand. My guess is that, based on the chatter I'm seeing online, it might sell out. I know it's a weird thing to say, hey, it's an indie console, and usually stuff like this doesn't work out. You think of stuff like the Ouya. But this is getting a lot of really interesting press, and... It's a much tighter design than a lot of those other consoles have had, so I encourage you to check it out. Anyway, my friends, that's all the time I have left. Thank you so much for being here. Greatly appreciated. I'm going to be back with the news tomorrow, as always. And until next time, happy gaming, everyone. Hey, it's the TGO After Show. Hello and welcome. I'm actually super intrigued in that playdate. Uh, I'm not going to buy one for myself. I can't spend $200 on... You know, a console that's going to have 24 games that I probably won't even be interested anyway. But I hope it does well, and I would love to see more little projects like this. It's a big risk, obviously, for uh, for the people making it, but it's a neat idea. Anyway, oh, what else happened today? Ratchet and Clank. I mean, yeah, if I had a PlayStation 5, I'd probably pick up Ratchet and Clank. It looks so cool. Like, I know when the trailers came out, I was like, wow, that's a good looking game. You know, if that's actually what it looks like. And it turns out that's what it actually looks like. So that's that's pretty dope. It also has, um, I didn't mention it, but it has this feature where, you know, the whole thing is that you're in a different dimensions. The whole rift part is you rifting between different worlds, I guess. Anyway, you make use of the rifts by basically using a grappling hook as a way of traversing the world. And so you point to where you want to go, use the rift, and you can like basically teleport there. But anyway, the animation that they have is like the rift like slowly comes towards you. And so you can see the area that you're in slowly disappearing and the area that's coming towards you, obviously slowing up, slowly appearing. And it makes for this really neat visual effect where it really does feel like you're going through some kind of portal. I also saw a lot of people saying like, you know, we've had what Demon's Souls remake, Returnal. What's the other PlayStation 5 exclusive? Was it just those two? Anyway, I was seeing reviewers saying that this this is the first one that really, like, it all kind of clicks. This is the flagship PlayStation 5 game, you know, at this point in time, anyway. Yeah, what else is going on? I don't know. Not much for me, to be honest. I haven't been playing a ton of games at this point because I've mostly been obsessed with my reading. I mean, I've read, like, three books in the past week, which is pretty crazy. I told you I read The Martian uh, a couple of weeks ago, or, well, I guess last week, technically. And then I finished a book called Wool. Well, it's not really a book. It's a, it's a collection of short stories, but it's a post-apocalypse story. It's pretty cool. If you're into post-apocalypse stuff, again, it's called Wool. Uh, I'm about to read the prequel for it. And then there's another book after that that I plan on reading if, you know, the prequels go well. But anyway, uh, today I finished reading the newest book from the guy who wrote The Martian. It's called Project Hail Mary. Uh, I'm not going to spoil it if you were thinking of reading it. But what I'll say is that the first half of the book, I think The Martian is a better first half. 
Actually, I think overall, I still like The Martian better than this one. But this was still a good book in its own right. And I think it, for me, it didn't really click until about the halfway mark. He, he, it's interesting. He has this style of writing that's very problem-focused. You can tell he's a science nerd, and obviously all his books are about space. And so he spends a lot of time explaining complex concepts and running through the, the scientist's brain of like, okay, I have a problem. How do I fix it, right? And then there's the overarching problem of the entire book, and then there's the minor problems that step-by-step along the way. My brain ends up just glossing over most of the science bits. He does a great job of explaining them. I just, I'm too dumb to really keep track of it all. I get the, the basic understanding of what the problem is and what the process is to get to the solution, and I'm good. Uh, most of my focus is on what's going on outside of that science. What's the, what's the interesting stuff going on there? And I thought it was good. Anyway, especially the end. Uh, thank you, by the way, for, for your book recommendations. I've got a bunch from you all. I'm definitely going to be looking through that list and picking some. I'm trying not to burn myself out on the books. I, I want to go at a steady pace where it's going to always be fun. Because like I was saying the other day, you know, the, the more I read, the more it kind of encourages me to play video games. I don't know why. I think it just makes me feel more productive, like I'm doing something good. Whereas video games, I don't know, it feels more like a waste of time. I know that's a horrible thing to say on a video game podcast, but when I am in the act of playing games, unless it's like totally captured me and it's one of my favorites, I get I get that weird feeling. Anyway, anyway, uh, I'm going to get going. I got stuff I got to do now. Got to live my life, you know, we got to find a place to live. I still don't have a place to live. We're moving out in July back to our hometown, July 1st, and we still don't have a replacement house. So hopefully we're not going to get screwed over. Anyway, I'll uh, I'll talk to you tomorrow. OK, talk then. <laughs>